Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're going to be featuring a game that we've already featured this year, For the Queen. Now, this is something that I wanted to avoid doing, especially this year. Unfortunately, right now, I'm dealing with some pretty heavy family emotional stuff, and uh, getting new recordings together has been tough. And also, as I mentioned on our For the Queen series, we had actually recorded another series that unfortunately wasn't able to make it to air because of some technical issues. There was actually also a scheduling issue with that episode, as one of the guests that I had scheduled got sick before the recording. This was a huge bummer to me because the guest is one of my friends, and I was super excited to show him this game. Recently, on a business trip, I managed to reconnect with him and re-recorded this series, which I am super excited about. We really dig into the world-building aspect of For the Queen, and take advantage of one of the great things that's available in role-playing, and that's having an actively morphing continuity. In a lot of the media that we consume, most of it is finished and totally complete. But in RPGs, we're free to change things as they go to make a better story. And that's exactly what we did in this series. Characters' jobs and genders are constantly shifting to fit our evolving story, and I loved it. And I hope all of you appreciate it too. Now, if you want to pick up a copy of For the Queen, it is actually out now. And we'll have a link to it in the show notes so you can go buy your copy. With all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. Uh, and we've got a familiar voice back on the show. Patrick Rothfuss, welcome back. Hey there. I just, it hasn't been weird until now, but now that we're recording a game and I can see you as well as hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it must it must be like talking to a Muppet. It's, <laughs> it's actually, I had gotten used to like hanging out with you and hearing your voice. And now in the framework of it being a game, I, I'm having a little bit of, I don't know, like odd vertigo. Uh, well, where... I mean, let's hope you remember to talk back. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we brought you in today for, for a game that actually we were going to record together earlier this year. Um, you weren't able to make that recording. And also by the twisted hand of fate, uh, that recording got lost. No. Uh, yeah, the platform oh. we were using to record it failed. So... You know, a little bit of uh, serendipity yeah. uh, in that. This is For the Queen by Alex Roberts. Uh, Heroes already heard this game earlier this year, but, you know, Alex is one of my best friends and, and favorite designers. And this game is very good. Uh, one of the things about this game uh, that makes it very good is that it deals with some real stuff. And it's like one of those role-playing games that Alex says she designs games to provide clarity for herself so she can understand how she feels about things. Um, and For the Queen is kind of about abusive relationships. Oh. Uh, and I know that both you and I have been through those in our past. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, this does touch on serious stuff. So there is a chance uh, that either one of us might feel in the middle of recording like, oh, hey, this is suddenly too close to home, <laughs> uh, which is why part of For the Queen's design is the X card. Um, now, for those who might be joining us for the first time and don't know the X card, the X card is a safety mechanic within role-playing games because role-playing games use the power of our imaginations. Uh, sometimes they can touch on like less friendly areas and there's never a reason that somebody at the table should feel uncomfortable or 
like the experiences causing them more stress uh, than than benefit. Uh, in that case, we tap the X card, and for the sake of uh, the recording, we'll probably also be saying X on air. We talk about not necessarily uh, explaining why something is bad, but we go, hey, this subject I'm not okay with. Like, I have a phobia of, of bees, so let's not have bees show up in this recording. Uh, but it can even be more preferential than that and not specifically about safety. It can be, oh, I just did a sci-fi thing. Let's not make this sci-fi themed at all. Interesting, yeah. And that we remove the content from the game and then find a way to move forward. Uh, so it's very simple. The way For the Queen works is... Uh, we are members of a queen's retinue. We're part of a country that has been at war as long as either of us can remember. And the queen has recently come to us and said that she wants to undertake a secret diplomatic mission that will end the war. The twist is uh, it requires a long journey for her to go on this, and she's only taking the two of us as her retinue. And we know the reason that we were chosen is because she knows we love her. Oh. That's the only storytelling rule. Oh, that's that's so cool. The way we play this game is there are questions written on these prompt cards here. And the final prompt card is, the queen is under attack. Do you defend her? Uh Everything else is going to teach us more about who the queen is as a person, who we are, and what our relationship uh, with her is like. And that will help us answer that question. Uh, you, you might think being like, well, I'm in love with the queen. That seems like an easy question to answer. It gets more complicated. <laughs> As the game goes on. Is that always the final prompt? That is always the final prompt. Wow. Uh, it is always an investigation of that. Uh, one of the games that we might get to uh, later on is I, I wrote a hack of For the Queen called Captain My Captain about pirate ships. Uh, and it is the final question in that is the captain strides into the gates of hell. How long do you wait for them to return? Uh, wow. So, for the Queen and Descended from the Queen games are usually about investigating a single question uh, through relationship and character. That is so neat. That is so neat. We are living in a golden age of game design. Uh, yes. Any age where Alex Roberts is alive and designing games is absolutely <laughs> that. Uh, but uh, we we don't need to gild the lily more on this. I, I will say um, that if you draw a question card that you feel, well, this is inappropriate for my character or this is something that I don't even think I really want to investigate in this game. You know, you can tap the X card if you don't want it in the game. Uh, if you don't think it's appropriate for your character, you can always pass that question on to me hmm. and I can decide whether I want to take it or not. And if we both don't like it, we throw it out because... Whatever, there's a huge stack of questions that we can play with. And if we think that the question is just like better for the other person than it is. I like, have done that multiple times. I kind of figured. Okay. There's a chance that we won't end up with names mm. or like we'll kind of know who these characters are. We might know what they do within the court, but there's a chance we won't end up with names for them. Uh, so that might be a little weird. Uh, there's very little dialogue in this game. It's a lot of sort of third person narration. And also the setting is exactly what we make it. Wow. Um, so, you know, you can do this medieval fantasy is typical for this game, but also you can put this in space. Mm. Alex has said, I've played a game where they've done for the prom 
queen before. Oh, so boy. like there's there's some wild stuff. Uh, the final thing I will say, a big part of this game is the freedom to ask follow-up questions mm. of people. After they've answered a question, uh, you can go, hmm, that's interesting. What about this? Uh, so with that, I think I will turn over the, the prompt card to you. Please draw your first prompt. All right. This is this is so fun doing it cold. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, what makes the queen beautiful in my eyes? I think that I am older. Mm -hmm. And so I've this is not my first rodeo. Let's not do that in terms of world building. That is just going to be an expression. <laughs> I not necessarily want a rodeo themed, uh, although that would be new. Yeah, you travel by rodeo in this, <laughs> so you have to you have to do an event where you're lassoing a, a bull, and uh, I think that I've you know I've had relationships before, and I've made sort of the the young the young man mistakes. And, you know, you fall in love for passion, you fall in love for beauty or other things. And now I think what really makes the queen beautiful in my eyes is that she is compassionate and kind and really cares about people. Interesting. How has she shown that to you? How has that been proven to you? Boy, this really flowers up. I I want to think, and this is a little, this this has maybe been done to death in this game, but I almost want to think, if part of her retinue, I don't know if I want to go captain of the guard, but mm -hmm. in being around her, maybe this was not even my original court appointment, or maybe she is a new queen, mm -hmm. and like, at first it was a job. But then seeing her actually not just sort of turning the crank or doing what's expected or needed where she like really legitimately gives a care yeah. and goes out of her way and worries and not just about like the people around her she can see, but actually about her people in the world. Oh, I like this. So she's kind of made you believe in royalty, really. Yeah, like I mean, it's your it's it was my job to act. I'm not sure I don't want to do captain of the guard. Mm -hmm. That feels like it must be done to death. But I mean, they, we don't need to be original. <laughs> but also, yeah, if that if if the idea of chasing something that might not have been done before. Uh, yeah, I I I'll, I'll because I, I wanna, have definitely been captain of the guard. I was going to say that it, it's that that feels like e within easy easy reaching distance trope wise. So I'll, I'll hold off on that for now. But I could see, yes, like if you're the Secret Service, you protect the president no matter what because that's your job and your yeah. duty. And so I think I probably started that way. But How, she changed your position. She it changed sounds like. my opinion about how good a person could be in this position. I didn't think anyone really cared. Uh, so I, this is maybe an interesting thing that we've stumbled on about the kingdom. How, especially because you've mentioned that you're kind of an older person, how many Royal figures have, have held this throne that, that you have seen in your lifetime. Do you think that there's been, there could have been like straight succession, like, mm -hmm. Like maybe grandma held down for a long time. You have an Elizabeth situation. Yeah. And then maybe 
her mother, who is also pretty advanced, and then it comes to her, and maybe she's maybe she's younger, you know, mm. maybe a little like that idealism of youth, yeah, really, really surprised me, you know, yeah, yeah, I guess I guess if you've had people who are like have been in the court for literal decades uh it's it's a much different position than somebody who's looking at the world with fresh eyes, yeah, where I uh, you know, how about this jaded court jester? Ooh, I like it. Yeah. I like I, it. Ooh, can we go the old-fashioned court jesters have a fool's license and therefore you are legally uh, sort of allowed to satirize? Like not just um, – I, I will pitch, and this is something I've been working on in a particular corner of my world development, mm-hmm. in order for like sort of an authoritarian system of government to be sustainable, mm-hmm. you need – because if it's all top-down power, that gets gunked up like so quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you always need someone who's going to speak truth to that power. And that needs to be sort of a protected position. Yeah. And so I would say what I created in the world was called – It's a, they're effectively the doubters. They're mm-hmm. the people who it's they're specifically required to question the higher-ups. And they exist outside of a caste system. Which makes them oddly powerful and oddly like, like kind of not fitting in with society. That's that's really neat. Yeah, and it sort of like reflects the fool's license. But uh, does that mean that you are around uh, a class of people who also have that kind of position? It, I would say we could go straight like bells and <laughs> whatever, like like puppet on a stick jester. Yeah, or it could be. God, I, 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 imagining this really jaded past his prime jester, like kind of still wearing, like jest, <laughs> jesting is a, jesting is a young man's yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. I There's imagine. a lot of tumbling that people expect. Tumbling, and I'm just, I'm kind of, I've, I've been around a while, like, and so I would say there's not a lot of people in this category. You have a couple. Yeah. And they are protected and they're expected and they might even like, I probably was like not really an advisor, mm-hmm. but I'm the person who's around when the advisor talks. And it's my role. I can make fun of or call bullshit on anything anyone says around me. God. And, but like also when you get old and you're a little cantankerous and you're snarky, it's like you don't have a lot of friends in this world. Um, you're you're a court Andy Rooney. Oh, no, oh no, no, that's a terrible. I'm not going to be able to get that out of my head. Uh, but yeah, I would say I had kind of made concessions through my life and realized that I went from the, being the idealist to realizing that the world requires hard decisions and. No matter what you want, these people are powerful and they will protect their power at the expense of others and slowly came to grips with that painfully and then realized that they're, you know, that she was not like that. Fascinating. Let's let's see where I'm at here. You were summoned to a private meeting with the queen once. Why did you feel disappointed afterward? I'm going to go with I am some sort of 
groundskeeper like you know there, there's probably uh woods where where you would do hunting or you know that that, that old-fashioned sort of uh this is this is the royal woods you can't poach here you can't hunt here and you know i have to keep various falcons and, and make sure that the wildlife is maintained uh, should the queen or any royal family member want to take a hunt so i am somebody who is around the 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 royal grounds um but not exactly really part of the court in in a way like i i, I might interact with the the head butler if i'm very lucky um <laughs> but I, I think uh, I, I probably grew up around the queen. Like I was sort of thrust into uh, a position of responsibility before my age, uh, very much like like she was. Um, you know, my my uh, my parent was a groundskeeper before me and had all this responsibility and took ill and died, and I was left sort of like, oh, I half know this job, but. <laughs> <laughs> no one else knows anything about this job. So so that's on me. Um, but growing up around the queen, you know, she she has been someone who is w- walks the grounds occasionally. And, and maybe I'll see her from a distance. And I'll, I'll bet there's there's some of that teenage confusion like tied up. And th- th- this is probably especially being in a court. This is one of the only beautiful people that I see that is mm. like of my age and yeah. whatnot. And, you know, I know that I'm not allowed near the queen or that I really shouldn't be talking to the queen in a lot of occasions. But one day I was summoned uh, by her handmaiden to her room, her chambers, and I had no idea. Like, I, I, this is a person who doesn't know how to talk to people like that much because he's, <laughs> he's a groundskeeper. He's like, you know, out in the woods so often. Uh, so I, you know, I think his voice was catching in his throat and his anxiety was building in his chest before he even got into a situation where he'd be talking to her. And his heart was pounding as that door opened. He, he went in and she asked him, very simple questions about the grounds and the woods and the kind of creatures that are laid out in there. This is, I think my character feels like information that almost anyone should have been able to give her that you, you, you don't need my personal consultation for that, which I think made him even more confused and even more excited. Like why, why me? Why, why this? And once her questions were answered, she excused me and I made my way out of the room. And I think I was disappointed because I don't know what it was about. And there's that huge part of you that always hopes maybe there's something more here. You're maybe right. there's something significant. Maybe like any wild fantasy runs through your mind. If you if you don't yeah, if you don't know, you can speculate and you can speculate all across the spectrum. Absolutely. And you know, he's got no friends really that he talks this over with. It's, you know, he's right back out to keeping the grounds. So it's long nights under the stars and long days amongst the trees like picturing over and over again this one social situation that he was in with this person he's like had a crush on from a distance for such a long time so running that over in your head again and again yeah now 
when you were talking about the position, you mentioned groundskeeper. Mm-hmm. Then you effectively mentioned like forester or huntsman. Yeah, maybe gamekeeper is and, probably. And then you mentioned, but I kind of like, you also touched on like falconry. Yeah. And like those tend to be very distinct positions. But what if, because you were sort of like, well, this and this and this. What if you are all of those? Ooh. Because like you said, this war has been going on for so long. Maybe this used to be a very big, successful kingdom. And there is just this slow, literally a war of attrition. And there used to be a huge, thriving manor and court and staff. And you had, you know, the, 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 uh, there's a term for the falconry, like where all the falcons live. The aviary? No. Maybe aviary. The birdery. Um, yeah, there's there, there, there's a word and it's going to drive me absolutely mad trying to think of what it yep. is. So we can move on from, from me failing to do that. But, you know, it could be that over the years, like, you just can't – they can't employ this many people yeah. or people leave or people, you know, and, and you get this slow shrinkage. So they're maybe living in – like a wing of the old manor. There is not like a thriving court. There is not separate huntsmen and groundkeepers. And it's like by the time your dad was there, there were maybe a couple of people. Yeah. I'm, and I'm assuming dad, but that's that's not, you know, necessarily a gendered position. For sure. And so maybe like maybe your dad was it, but it what he wasn't it for his whole life, and that's why you were sort of caught unprepared when you inherited the fullness of this position. Oh yeah, where it's like over the last twenty years, you've gone from having, you know, it's like it's like a university when the funding gets slowly cut consistently over years. It's like you just lose things and you never get them back. So now you're the the everything that no one else is. Yeah, I was probably being brought up to be a gamekeeper and as the kingdom started like losing wealth and power and influence more responsibilities fell to my father and you know he's like well i've been around the kingdom for a long time i know a bit of falconry right i I know i know a bit about the grounds because i'm keeping the games and uh so the game and all of a sudden (laughs) him passing i haven't been around my whole life i only know what i've been taught and that's part of a much larger picture now yeah yeah and it could even be when he passed away the other people are like "Ugh, without him here you know like it's that person who slowly ends up doing all the work and then and then the the person who was like the remaining falconer was like oh boy if jerry's gone i can't shoulder all and so he bails Yes. Yeah. I I like, and I like the idea of there being a bunch of lower level people that like kind of ducked out. And now the other people in the court are all higher up people who don't even see our position. So like they look past it all the time. And when things start to go wrong, they don't even understand why necessarily, because it's like, well, somebody's there to do that and this must be the somebody so why isn't it getting done why isn't this getting done yeah it's sort of like oh god you're you're kind of like the dark ages it department yes like you're not you're not even the household staff because you have i mean there's a kitchen and the kitchen is always looked after you know and like everyone understands like the one day you don't get food you you examine that right away 
And so you're tangentially touching all of those things, but that's all outside. And of course, somebody would say, well, you hunt. So of course you're taking care of the horses too, right? And yeah. You're like, you're like no, they're actually, outside. They're outside. That's an animal. You hunt them. You ride them. They're birds. A gamekeeper looks after animals. <laughs> it must be the same. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's an interesting thought. And so here's here's my follow up question. Mm-hmm. Um. How long ago was this conversation? I want to say like. Three weeks before I was asked to undertake this journey. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That. Wow. Okay. So that's really soon. Yeah. That's real. Oh, that's delicious. Let's let's get another okay. question. I am so curious as what's going on. This is a very different queen than I've played with before. When did you know you were in love with the queen? Mm. I would say sort of being constantly in her presence and being aware of and sort of being obliged to be a part of like if an ambassador comes i'm there you know because it's also my role to tell off other people and like for all that i can speak truth to power with my court my position means i can do it to anyone oh yeah and that means i i, I mean this this queen is still my boss. Mm-hmm. And so that means like my loyalty is sort of here. And that means if an ambassador shows up, I better be doing my job speaking truth everywhere. Right. And so like if an ambassador comes, I better call bullshit on him at least as much as I am on my own side. Okay. I have to know amongst other kingdoms, how common is your position? I would have like this is something I would go so far as to say. Like, the reason, why do they maintain me? Mm -hmm. If you don't have one of us, then you are are not worthy of playing the game. Oh, okay. So everyone kind of has at least one position like this. Just, it's ubiquitous. It's like if somebody comes to visit and you don't have a bed for them to sleep in... Then you are yeah. you don't have a house. If there's no bed in it, there's no house. If you don't have one of the doubters, you know, then uh, then you are not actually a royal court. Fascinating. And so, like, they have to keep me. And in some ways, they're lucky that like I I'm old and I'm still sticking around. They might not be able to afford a new one. Oh yeah. Um. Um. Because gosh, I I imagine this might even be like i might be part of a guild there mm-hmm. would of course if there's a position of power oh, like yeah. this it would have like some sort of self-regulation or there, like somebody Th- would this be, has to be from a neutral community you're, you're almost like monks or something that, at least, that are unaffiliated with individual kingdoms at least nominally it would have to be neutral but of course they're their own power mongers yeah. you know because everyone is um, you either sort of learn to defend power or you lose power and then you disappear. Um, and, you know, that's why everything eventually gets really shitty in terms of <laughs> politics. Um, but I would say that these guys, how about this? Traditionally, how does it feel to say this is traditionally a female position? That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. I might want to feel that out. Is that like adhering to a bad, like sort of cultural underlying belief that like 
a woman's role is to do emotional labor and tell people the truth? I, I will, uh, you know, it, it, I think this is complicated is the answer that I would give this because when you originally described the role, I'm like, oh yeah, that's every shitty white male comedian's like <laughs> yeah. power fantasy is like, oh yeah, there's the speaking truth to power job and <laughs> nobody can stop me and I say whatever I want. But like, and there there is also, I think... Uh, I can't remember who said the quote initially that uh, a woman's greatest fear could be that a man might kill her and a man's greatest fear is that a woman will embarrass him. Yeah. Uh, So like it it could edge around that, but also, you know, thinking of it, uh, kingdoms and and people are complicated. uh, So it might be interesting to explore that uh, because not everything is great and perfect. And so long as we are aware that those stereotypes and problems could be on the table. Uh, you know, we can play around in that space. Cool, cool. Call me, call me on that if you see me wandering in a in a potentially dangerous direction. We will do the best two white men uh, can <laughs> can try to do in this situation, and uh, we'll let the recording be the judge of how successful we are. So, so uh, I guess back to the question at hand. Well, and and here's what yeah. I would say. I would say this is traditionally a. Um, you know, in the same way that like uh, in English, English teachers, librarians, they're what's referred to as feminized professions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would say this is a feminized profession where women are expected and women are valued. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably I, I could imagine this being like women sort of run this organization. And so me being in this position as is viewed as a little culturally strange and I am probably like not as valuable and not as respected being a man in, in this particular role. Yeah. Um, which kind of, it's like, they're glad to have me, but gosh, they kind of wish that they had a woman to do this job. So I would say, how did I know, or when did I know I was in love with, in love with the queen? I would say, um, when do you think this changeover happened? When did she become the queen? I want to give her like at least a couple months in this position. I like the idea that she's dealing with a lot of uh, messes and fires left by her forebears, like the, the the people that came before her. And it's sort of a trial by fire situation that you are witnessing. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Maybe before I decide this. We're kind of saying the young queen Mm -hmm. is young 24 is young because 24 can be young. I think, well, uh, 16 is classic young. mm -hmm. We we did say that uh, we grew up around each other. and, And I guess it might be a question, especially because you're playing an older character of what is what the nature you feel of your love is and what you'd be comfortable uh, yeah. watching two characters explore right uh, because you could love this person as a daughter or you know love this person as a friend of some variety or you know we could like i grew up around them but like you know that can mean so many different things so they could be in their 30s even yeah um, it's in some ways, like 16 is where I default to. So I automatically want to leap away from that. Like <laughs> like the, the young queen, but she's still a young woman. Like part of me wants to either go a little older or like it might be really – what if she's like 12? Interesting. Now that would complicate – like it would sort of throw out a romantic love unless like you yeah. were similarly young. 
um, then you would have the chance to feel that way. Whereas I might feel like a, a parental love or even like straight up monarch love. Oh yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. There, so I, I think it would, I don't know if I want to go there, but it would be interesting. Let's see. I, I've already put some sort of uh, teenage infatuation around it. So let's, let's put her in her like, 20s or 30s okay. i'd say um that that way you know maybe she's like five to ten years older than my character or oh, something oh, like oh, that so that's interesting yeah like very he, him being younger me being older and we want to say maybe 25 26 for her yeah oh and so maybe my infatuation is literally she's the only person besides my my father who talked to me <laughs> And it's just, I am so socially clueless, like, that it's so exciting to talk to people. Nobody talks to me. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, you know, power, I mean, power is sexy. Oh, you know? yeah. Like, yeah. It's it, it's exciting and neat. Yeah. Um, so I would say, you know, and again, sorry, that, welcome to Pat Rothfuss, where I, we will build elaborate backstory and never move the plot forward. Um, <laughs> but this is kind of... <laughs> This game can be about that very comfortably. I was going to say, like, you you, you know where I live. Like, this is <laughs> obviously absolutely my game. I would say I was spending time with her and, like, an ambassador showed up and they were pitching a line of bullshit, you mm -hmm. know? Like, in some ways, that's their job. An ambassador had come and this was sort of an official meeting. Um, gosh, and this... I bet you, how about this? This would have happened before she was officially queen. Mm -hmm. um, maybe years and years ago. Okay. Um, where I think mostly I spent time with the actual queen. Or the actual, and I do actually picture this. I picture like mother, mother, and then this queen. Okay, perfect. Um, whether it be because the fathers were dead or out of the picture, or just maybe they don't inherit in this world. Yeah, yeah. It could be a matriarchal <clears throat> line or uh, Elizabeth-style strategically not taking right. something so you're tied to another kingdom. Yeah. yeah. And so I was probably there and a little salty about the fact that, like, really, I'm I'm hanging out with the princess today. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm more important than this. My time is money. And the ambassador or just somebody from some foreign court was there and I was ready to sort of do my job and get snarky on this guy. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's my role. I was there to protect her from his bullshit. And that's how it goes. Like he comes in, he slings it. I, I call bullshit. He's forced to defend himself. And it's almost like a screening process for information as it comes in mm -hmm. um, or a trade deal or an alliance or something like that. This is the process it goes through. Yeah. And, and it's almost like negotiating through an intermediary. These two people can talk and remain civil. Mm -hmm. And I am the one who is the asshole. Right. You know, and theoretically like they could, if they had, the the mojo for it they could bring their own doubter yeah i kind of like the idea that strategically because the princess is taking this meeting they didn't send a doubter and we only had one doubter and we sent you for that yep and so i i i fucking slouch in there and i'm i'm sitting and i'm ready to do my job because i'm a professional mm -hmm. and he slings this line and i'm ready 
to go after him because it's a good line, but still he has gone way too far. He's oh, really yeah. pushing it his advantage. And she tells him off instead using like almost exactly this like just the scathing like Ooh. like like boy don't come into my house like that yeah and and this guy is 10 years older 20 years older and he thought he was going to walk all over her and she just like you know what we're not going to do this and either she overstepped or misstepped but either way she did that herself mm-hmm. and i'd known her before and it just sort of the veil was sort of lifted from my eyes and i'm like this is not your ordinary person. Yeah. This is this person is not what I thought. This person, how could I have not seen this before? And and, and I like the idea of, you know, your your perspective before is like, oh, I'm 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 a professional. Then that's that's the perspective that I'm taking coming at this. And the perspective that you have now is Oh, I believe in this person and and their position. So it, it's gone beyond professionalism in a certain it's, extent. It's sort of that stereotypical short, sharp shock. Yeah. Where you, like if you know somebody in a certain way, you'll kind of always view them in that role until something happens. And yeah. that was the moment where I was like, oh, she's not that grubby little girl anymore, you know, who – you know, had her hair up in pigtails and was constantly tearing her dress. Yeah, for sure. And like also, I'm sure uh, for your position to a certain extent, uh, royalty is like, well, the young ones are dolls, essentially. (laughs) Princesses and princes are just paraded around and they don't really, most of them don't get to develop a brain, which is why we're so necessary. And actually that was, that's that's part of, ideally this court would have several of us and- Mm -hmm. One of the main jobs is the education of oh yeah the children like because it. you got to get in there soon. But like you know, there's I can't be in every diplomatic meeting and every trade negotiation and teach your goddamn kid. You need to bring in another an, another doubter, and they're like, "There's no money for that. You're it." I love that this doubting profession is literally just to teach critical thinking skills yes, you to got the ruling it. class. Oh yeah, that's oh, you, good. You 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 cut right to the chase of it. I was going to keep that a little secret in terms of <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> it's in the open, baby. <laughs> but and actually, I could see that. Like maybe what happened is she was around for a while. I did what I could when she was young, mm-hmm. and I like the thought of her leaving for a while. Mm. Like, except instead of like going to the convent or whatever, they're like, you know what? We can't bring in someone to teach her. And I'm like, listen, I need to sleep and eat. And if you want me around for all this other stuff, I can't teach her. Yeah. And they're like, fine, we'll send her to the doubtery. So she went, she left for a while and stayed there and came back like with like some of my training and, but of course I didn't expect this. I like, oh, yeah. I was expecting them to like. Just keep her from going totally bad, you know, because uh, that's what you do with kids. You just kind of try to mitigate the worst of these royal impulses. And she came back and that was the first moment where I'm like, oh, she could do my job, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe better than <laughs> than, than me. Um, and that was that was the moment. I, I love it. Let's see what's next for me. Why are some others at the royal court jealous of your relationship with the queen? Mm. Um, This is great. So, yeah, I think uh, that first meeting was three weeks ago. um, And perhaps 
there was a flurry of other meetings. And suddenly, like, you know, it's that old-fashioned uh, thing, uh, especially because I keep the Falcons as well, that uh, at some court dinners, you know, they would bake birds into a pie and your Falcons would go at them. <laughs> so falcon having a Falcon in the room suddenly came back in style. Oh, yeah. And so all of a sudden, like, again, the questions are very basic about, about the forest and whatnot, but it's kind of the thing where i'm at the palace pretty frequently and maybe even a little stressed out that i'm not quite doing the real job the real 10 jobs that i have to do five jobs you're not really good with is is this a little bit of a farm boy situation like farm boy fetch me this picture it very well could be and perhaps uh there are times at night uh where my character fantasizes about some such story uh like that but you know they don't know you don't know (laughs) oh that's i'm sweating for this poor kid like i have been this poor kid my whole life like not knowing where i stand with somebody yeah and i I think one of the things that makes it harder is now some of the more important people who still remain in the court are pretty sure they know what's going on. So I'm being treated like pretty rudely and unfairly by other people who have a considerable amount of power over me. I like that. And at the other hand of things, I can't say no to the queen. I have to keep doing this. And taking this time away is making me bad at my other jobs, (laughs) which makes it really easy for people to strike back at me. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think my character is just in over their head. They don't know how to navigate any sort of social or diplomatic waters, wow, yeah. uh, and they, they can't say no. Yeah. Ooh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Go for it. Ooh, the queen knows something about me that no one else does. Ooh, that's what is it? Boy, is this like a deep emotional truth? I've been thinking it about him so much in reference to the queen and to the court i haven't thought about his own personal life how do you feel about because i was thinking if he's done it this long Mm -hmm. and he's been in this court yeah and he served two previous monarchs and this position is going to isolate someone oh yeah because you know everyone is going to want something from this person like what an ambassador should do is they come to court, they arrange a secret meeting with me. Yeah, yeah. And then they're like, listen, how much is it going to cost for you to go a little easy in our meeting? Yeah, if we if you've got the doubter, you've you've got it. Yeah, like yeah. if you can get me in your pocket, like you are kind – it's like bribing somebody's agent before a negotiation. And that's why an older doubter is less useful. Like you probably – the younger, fresh out of the doubtery your, your person is, the better they are. Yeah. Because like – you want to roll that position over a lot because if you set up a bunch of relationships with ambassadors, it's likely you're taking a lot of bribes and whatnot. Well, and also if word gets around that you can be bought, like what is your word worth? Exactly. It's worth yeah. nothing. Um, and so like you can debase your own coinage. And so oh, actually that takes it in a different direction. Maybe the queen – I was going to ev- – uh, I was going to actually say at first she knows how absolutely – because like you got to put on a brave face as this mm-hmm. guy. 
you got to be come across as very socially powerful. For sure. But did you ever read Pratchett? Oh yeah. And the fools in his world. Yes. Like like they they get trained like like in these excre like they live in prison cells. They sleep on the floor. Mm-hmm. Like. And, of course, I dress well. I am supposed to be powerful. And that is what I present to the court and certainly everyone who comes. But, like, I think it's true that there is, like, nothing other than his work in the court and the job that he does. And, like, even at he's lived here for the majority of his adult life. And, you know, and then he goes back to his stone cell of a room. Yeah. You know, like a lot of these people, probably very wealthy, a ton of opportunities for grift or just getting a little piece off the top or just your royals appreciate you. And so you can live very lavishly. But like, not only have I not done that, but also like, just I have no social contact outside of my job. Yeah. I, was, I think that's going to be the case. That's not the secret because. Other people would probably know in a place this small. For sure, for sure. I was going to say maybe a scandal with one of the previous queens. Mm -hmm. Like maybe one that was a little bit more my own age. Why not? Except instead, I think maybe one time I did take a bribe. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, oh, you know what it would have been? Some beautiful young ambassador comes in and fucking spots me from a mile away and says this guy has nothing and like played me like a fucking harp and and like and i like we're in love this is it i finally this is what it's like suddenly those songs make sense Mm -hmm. and then i went easy on that ambassador they just rolled right over they rolled over me and that was 15 years ago and everything has been in steep decline oh, ever since then. Oh, you're still dealing with the fallout of that that's, one that's, mistake. That's what, ooh, what is, that's, <laughs> let, as you can see from like the piles of currency here, I want it, I want it to be a trade agreement. Mm-hmm. I don't know, the op, I, I want to leave that open. Like maybe that'll come out in a previous, in a, in a later follow-up question. Trade agreement, I don't know what opportunity for like it, it, good it could story be, we uh, have. Pledging an alliance or fealty, you know, all of a sudden like, you know, oh yeah, we'll, we'll support you in defending yourselves. Like that you seem like a reasonable nation. And they're like, great. We're, we just started a war with uh, the three <laughs> neighboring powers and you're sending people to us uh for the duration i could see like the treaty getting signed and everyone's like great now we'll have dinner it's like before you have dinner (laughs) uh actually i have just i have just received just received news that um three minutes after you signed this proclamation we declared war yeah we need uh uh, ten thousand people yeah yeah i i want to say it's something like that we can put a we can we can develop that if the opportunity yeah, comes up. I I love it. It's a bad a bad negotiation, a bad treaty of some sort. That's perfect. Why do you think the queen trusts you enough to bring you on this journey? Mm. I have no earthly idea. <laughs> uh, which is I like it, it's a thing that you know uh, I think he was brought in and like asked to it's like i i've got to go on the secret diplomatic mission it's going to end the war but i need people to come with me and i need you and this is a person i think who regularly questions 
well, what am I good for? You know, like I'm not even good at the thing that I've been trained my whole life to do. And like kind of the only good thing that I have going for me is talking to you. And that terrifies me in so many different ways. Um, And it's making your life awful in so many ways. I I think part of it is there has to be a journey through this forest. I think that has to be our point of aggress. So, you know, they might think, well, well, you know, I uh, can go through that forest and that's probably it. Like that, that must be why anybody would need me. Um, and it's kind of a lowly thing. Uh, but I think in those weeks and weeks of meetings, like there's kind of a rapport that has developed at first. It was a very one-sided automatic answering of questions, but like I kind of needed to be socialized a bit. And, you know, this is somebody trained by the doubters. So I think she must be a very canny, like socializer uh, and has sort of broken through my shell. So like we've got a a bit of a rapport. I don't even know what that rapport means. I do know that I will never say no to this person. Mm. Like I, Ooh, now that's, that's interesting. Is it that, because initially you said like, you came in, she asks you some questions and you were baffled, mm-hmm. you know, and I could see that happening. Like she stops by the garden, you know, the herb garden yeah. you're tending. And she's like, what is, what's this flower? And you're like, uh, that's rosemary. Yeah. You know, it's on all the food you eat. That's called like rosemary chicken. Mm-hmm. It's like, you can, you just look at it. Why, why are you here? Yeah. Like, um, and then she stops by the stable and she's like, oh, you know, and now, did it continue to be like a series of like, surely you know this? Or do you think, is she running a game on you? Or is she trying to win you? I would say this is sort of outside of your character. Me, yeah, yeah. me as uh, James, I think she's running some sort of a game on me. But she's also going about it in an interesting way. Because it hasn't been, she's been like on her touring of the grounds as so happens to cross my path. Uh, she's been summoning me to right. her chambers, which is part of why it's yeah, been so that's difficult. News. So like, yeah, it, it, that has made my position more difficult. And I think, uh, I don't even necessarily know if she knows how difficult she's made it. Um, oh, I, I, I think that might slip by her. Mm. And I, actually, how do you feel about, um, you know, I could see her being, you know, because like in some ways going off to this, this is wouldn't be like going off to college. This would be like, and she probably hasn't been there like a huge chunk of her life, but maybe they shipped her off, you know, around 13. Mm-hmm. And maybe she spent a decade there. Yeah. You know, or, or, and then she came back, but she might have missed like, like being around people her own age. Oh yeah, I'll and bet so this court is has, full of old people. Yes, <laughs> everyone, everyone young with prospects has buggered off to a better place. Yeah, um, and so maybe she is running a game on you, but also maybe her social acumen is either like skewed strangely based on where she grew up, or she's just that's not her best tool in her toolbox. Maybe she doesn't mean to be baffling. Maybe she has a little trouble just being human around humans. 
I, and I think that's like a thing that uh, for a person like my character completely. You can't tell the difference. There's no way. There's no way he would know. Yeah. You know, the literally the only thing he does know is that the things this person says are important. And yeah. like this mission must be important. I, I love the thought of this. And I, you haven't said you haven't gendered. A boy girl? Um, you know, I, I've been thinking about that. What if this person is like non-binary in 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 a way, and like non-binary almost by position? What if until someone in the court gets married, like you're not mm. even acknowledging that sort of thing? So I had a I had a father because like they they, they were important enough to get married, yeah. and like when 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 that happened, they're like, okay, here are your gender roles now. Before you were just a servant, so. Who, who even cares? cares? <laughs> sort of like, well, dwarves can tell which is which, but nobody yeah, else exactly. pays any attention. <laughs> um, I love that, especially, you know, my my little boy is exceptionally pretty and has long hair. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people just assume he's a girl. And a lot of people address him as, you know, a, a, a girl. And, you know, he thinks of himself as a boy. And like in this society, that is... There's a lot of weight put on that. Yeah. But in a society that kind of doesn't give as much of a care to, to have that be ambiguous kind of to everyone culturally. Yeah. Where it's almost like it's sort of rude to be too curious. It's like that that's gauche. Almost. Yeah, I do like that, which I think that has been a big talk of the court. <gasps> oh, yeah. Is what? What's even happening there? Yeah. They're constantly going to the the queen's room. And who even is this person? And, you know, with, with that in mind, I like the thought these previous two queens that I worked for, I would say maybe it wasn't a direct descent. Mm -hmm. Maybe they were together. Oh, ooh, that's very good. And so you have two queens, but one of them was older. And then she passed away. And then it descended to... The partner queen mm -hmm. who was younger, who again did her good work and lived out her span, and then it comes to the young queen. Yeah, to to their their daughter. Yeah, and so it could be, um, it could be, gosh, and I again I could go so far down this rabbit hole where like maybe even these queens might have been male gendered maybe mm -hmm. queen is the title that one possesses in order to rule in this kingdom for for sure you know but uh but that's that would that's something i would explore in a 300 page novel yeah not yeah. necessarily a three-hour game <laughs> um but uh but no i like the fact that they they were her parents mm -hmm. and that might even mean that like you know you can certainly get married and produce children but like the providence of children could be a highly complex thing, especially among royalty. Oh, yeah. Like maybe like who got pregnant in this two-queen relationship and where the father came from. Like maybe there were suitors and the suitors came and were like sort of almost consorts but not like permanent attachments to the court. That would be a real – again, I would go way down the rabbit hole in terms I, I, yeah, of Yeah, I love building. the idea that, you know <laughs> – because in in history there there's the idea of like marrying people off for alliances, but like what if you know same sex partnerships are like kind of common, and you're airing people off where you know yeah. we, we've got a prince who's like yeah there are plenty of of uh, two the like same sex kingdoms uh, so we'll send our prince around and maybe <laughs> maybe you'll you'll bear a child like we've we we've got a very virile prince series. <laughs> 
very valuable. Out. And so maybe maybe uh, we'll get some grain considerations in the next <laughs> trade deal. Oh, that's <laughs> so mercantile. But like that's how. That's yeah. That's it's like a, weird version of what really happens. I, I could even see it as like it could be really savvy, where somebody's like, oh, so. Uh, so you're you're expecting you're expecting an heir to the throne. Mm-hmm. And it's like good to know that you know our alliances were pretty sure about it. And they're like, well, you know, yours wasn't the only prince around. Oh yeah, there could be others. <laughs> and so like that's a it's a it's a way to like maybe not spend all of that consideration in one place. Uh, gosh, you could that's a fertile field. Holy crap! Okay. The person who got sent out who expected to walk all over our queen uh-huh that was a potential father yes they yes. thought they were gonna twist that emotional knife and she did yes, not yes, have yes, it yes 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 oh. <laughs> oh oh i love that i love that yeah and i would have been around for him too so mm-hmm. yeah he was the heir. He was the person who would help heir the queens that you liked the least. Yeah, and he swans in, you know, just ready to swagger cock all over the yeah. place. And uh, oh yeah, that's so good. That's so good. Oh man, uh, okay. it's it's on you now. I okay. believe. Ooh, the queen had me punished once. What about that memory of that will stay with you forever? <sighs> Uh, ooh, and I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna do a rare thing for me. Actually, this isn't. I I have two settings. One is way too much, way too deep, mm-hmm. and the other is you will never know. And this is the other version of that. Where what do I remember? What I remember about that that will stay with me forever is the expression on her face as she said it and then watched it happen. Wow. Oof. And that's, and and it was calm. And dispassionate and absolutely without remorse. Um, which, and I would say this happened after, you know, I realized that she was amazing. Right. Um, and I would actually maybe even say this happened before she was the queen. Yeah, okay. You know, where she, which, like, and here, oh gosh, and this is so complicated for me. Because I would say the doubters are, at, the doubters cannot be taken to court. The doubters cannot be controlled yeah punishment is complicated it's it's not complicated it is impossible it is a cultural social and legal impossibility because the doubters have to be free from any sort of formal controlment like if if you anger this institution by putting one of us in jail Mm -hmm. you better pray that i die and no one ever finds out yeah because they will destroy you um, and so for the queen, before she even became queen, to punish me in any way, I am free of repercussion. I can say whatever I want and do whatever I want by license of my role. Yeah. And she had me punished and looked me dead in the eye while it was happening. Wild. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's a great That's a great one. Uh, I have to know what sort of punishment is it you said that you watched it happen so it must be something that can it's very quick it's not being stripped of some privilege yeah and it has to be secret too would it have to be secret or would she have a person like because that that would really show 
like chutzpah. Yeah, I'm like, not afraid like, of where she's like, like you come in here, like cane this man. Wow. You know? Like, and then she's like, you know what? I'm not even going to keep it secret. Like, I know, you know, he knows too. Because why? Because fuck you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like that would be, that would be. That would be such a power move. Oh, yeah. But what would it be? Like, caning feels odd. It's got to be something that you remember in some way. I would, you know, what I love, there's there's these examples of, uh, back in uh, Reformation times in England, mm-hmm. the Puritans came around and they're like, all these quaint folk traditions and all the plays you do or whatever, God hates those. Yeah. Yeah, stop. <laughs> And so we're going to burn all the old plays and just stop you from having May games. And it's 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 like, honestly, for me, it's one of the most horrific times in English history because they stamped out so much history mm-hmm. by destroying all of this drama that used to exist. They, they literally burned it. There's no record of it anymore. Yeah. And also they stomped out a lot of folk tradition. Because they're like, you know, all the all your pagan May games, all your dancing around and fucking during the spring, stop that shit. But what they would do is there was, oddly enough, always an element of pageantry involved in the punishment of people who were engaged in pageantry. Right. And so because like that's how you effectively engage in like social, like social approbation. Mm-hmm. Um um, and there's uh, old church records. Uh, there's like one instance, like just like in small town life, what they would do sometimes if everyone in the community felt like, for example, if you were being like hectored by your wife, mm-hmm. everyone would show up to your neighbor's house, take your take the husband in the neighbor's house and ride him around town on a rail. Uh, which like literally they would have a rail, they'd tie you to it and jog you around the town. Mm-hmm. And thing is, everybody doing it knew that it wasn't this dude's problem. Everyone knew it was because you were letting your wife backsass you publicly and that was embarrassing. Um, it was weird cultural. Yeah, that's pretty weird stuff. Weird cultural stuff. But like, again, it's pageantry. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone in the community saying, get your house in order like to toe this like ugly cultural line, like how dare your wife speak yeah, up? Exactly. Um, and, but similarly, like sometimes the judges, uh, there was a famous case of this young couple was accused of going to the May games and uh, and drinking too much and then fornicating up against the Maypole. Mm-hmm. So vigorously that it rang the bell on the top. This is in the, the the court document, and so their punishment was to because this happened during the May games um, was to be driven forth, lashed naked through the streets, mm-hmm. preceded by fiddlers, and being forced to dance. Where they're like, "You love dancing, eh? Okay." <laughs> oh my god! And so I want to say something happened. I still don't know what it might be. And so, and I'm probably also maybe nominally, the bells are sort of going away as we describe this position. But I I could see there's got to be like sort of a court performer aspect tied to it still. For sure. And I want to say that she brought in some of that pageantry and she's like, but what, what's humiliating for a performer? It's... I like the idea that it happens after she's come back from the doubtery. Yeah. So it's whatever internal punishment the only punishment doubters 
face Ooh. is when they're growing up. Yeah. You know, because like they get released in that world and they've got to be disciplined in some way. Uh, so she brought back probably something that you have a reasonable amount of childhood trauma about because it's how you were punished when you were a child mm. and getting punished this way as an adult puts you back in that space. Oh, wow. And to treat me like a child. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm twice her age. That's the wildest power move. Yeah. You know Boy. what? It, how about this? I am a harper. Mm-hmm. I harp. Okay. Um, and that, like, I, I would say there's all the doubters are trained. They're sort of like, you know, yes, I'm there. Yes, I argue. Yes, I listen and negotiate. But also, it's like, play us a tune or sing for us. There's usually a performative element to yeah. our training. Um, and... I, I still I want to leave it open what I did because I'm trying to think what could I have done that was this bad, but maybe what she did is did she like did she her did she take a did she say give me your harp and did she take it away and like to to break it would be too much yeah but to like cut the strings off it. You know, knowing that maybe this is one of the few good things in my life. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, I don't have much, but, like, I am tolerated in the court socially because I play and people like music. And we can't, yeah, we can't uh, afford to replace those strings or whatnot. So you're going to, your performances are going to be inadequate. Yeah. Oh, and, and it could even be, like, I nobody came in to do this. Because, again, maybe she wouldn't step that far, but she's like... You know, she discovered that something happened. She called me on this and then was very much like, fetch me a switch, boy. Mm -hmm. You know, and that is like, go get your harp and bring it to me. And then I brought it. And it's, it's more dramatic a scene if she like just takes out her belt knife and cuts the strings. Yeah. And it's like, maybe you can replace these eventually. But until then, think about what you did. Or she could take them. I, she could just take them off my harp and say, maybe maybe you can earn these back. That's a little... I love the idea of of her cutting the strings, like like maybe, maybe even taking a sword and drawing them across the strings, like so they slowly snap. Uh, I could see it while she stares me dead in the face. Yeah, and, and essentially, I, I think the attitude is your music should match the performance that you've been doing for me so far like i am dissatisfied with how you've done the rest of your job so now everyone should think of you the way that i think of wow, you. wow as useless yeah Oof, a doof. Whoa, 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 whoa god that may be a little sweaty actually <laughs> wild yeah okay Ooh, i don't know that this fits me um the question is, you arranged for the queen to be ambushed on this journey. What did they offer you? Um, it, it's hard for me to even imagine that for my character. So I will ask you if you would like to consider that. This. Yeah, I think we can make this work. Do we know what the mission is? It's So the only thing that uh, you know about it uh, as part of the rules of the game is that it is a diplomatic mission that requires travel is secret and has a small retinue and she keeps it secret from us or it's secret from everyone it's secret from everyone like we are technically the only people that know, know it all maybe what happened was uh, you know i could think about 
getting attacked, maybe what she found, maybe the reason I was punished Mm -hmm. was she discovered my, my, my tragic sellout, my misstep back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and, and so she's like, you know what? I did trust you. You were our defense. Yeah. You know? And she does know that like, that like, I think that probably led to like a better understanding between us mm-hmm. um, where, and now I'm, I'm rethinking the timeline of that because if that happened years ago, yeah. that means she would have had to know years ago. And I don't know if that works anymore in terms of timeline. Right, right. But maybe she discovered like this bad treaty. She knew that I was responsible. And so, and she's like, do you feel bad? Because you should feel bad. <laughs> you know, you you are the reason for this. You are why we are where we are. Are you going to make it right? Yeah. And of course, I, I say yes. And she goes, good, because I already have this figured out. And what she already has figured out is that I reach out to this person who rolled over me before. Yeah. And I proposed to them, like, you can close the deal on all of this, but I need to come and work for you. Yeah. You know, even even being around you that much is all I really desire. You know, like 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 you you took you took advantage of me then, but you know, given where my life is now. I'll take it, you know, like want to take advantage of me again because it's better than what I got. Mm -hmm. So I go in and I play that card and I arrange for her to be ambushed and what they come back with. What do I ask for? Because obviously I could be like, can I be with you? They're not going to buy that. Right. What did they offer me? Now, here's what makes this, what will make this next card awful. Mm -hmm. What do they offer you? I can make this next question easier. I can make it hard. They could offer me, like, they can offer the country freedom from this old treaty. Okay. Okay. You know, like maybe that's what I negotiate for. Maybe maybe it's that this other power is incredibly worried about the new queen because mm. she is so well trained, not not you, rolling over like she like they thought. Exactly, like you know, the, the, a powerful monarch in this region means that eventually that treaty is going to fall apart, and a valuable, not even ally, this region for the past couple of years has been a valuable tool for this other kingdom. So they're like. We want to take out this queen. We'll free free the country. It just it can't be her. It can be anyone, but right. not her. Oh, I've got it. I've got it. I would say, you know, I don't know who would have reached out. I like the fact that the queen has sort of had a hand in this. Mm-hmm. Or actually, maybe, maybe she didn't. Maybe. The, I think this is maybe even you going in on your own being like, I have to fix this. Yeah. She's like, she's fix like, it. And you're like. I will fix it. I guess I'll, it's like, and maybe not even fix it. Maybe like you fucked up and it will never be right. And in that (sighs) moment, I'm like, you know what? You're right. I have to make this right. So here's what, 
I, I actually let's go ahead and flip that one. Here's my mm-hmm. pitch. Yeah. Okay. So the the final the final question of the game: the queen is under attack. Do you defend her? I set up this ambush, and what they offered me was effectively like new treaty. You know, all, all that it needs to do is be signed, get her out there, and we'll kill her. So the queen is under attack. They yeah. come out, and I make it clear it, it's only going to be, and I tell the queen, I'm like, we have to go, you know, like secret, secret mission, and we can, we can fix this, and you got to go and sign it, but it has to be just a few people. And so they know it's just a few people. Yeah. And do I defend her? I say yes. But more than that, I take the bullet because that means not only does she have the treaty and all she has to do is sign it, but these people have killed one of the doubters in the engagement of their chosen duty. And this kingdom is fucked proper. Yeah. Wow. Ooh, I, that is really poetic. I I like that a lot. And now what about, what about me? What about, so here's the thing. I don't, think this person is built for fighting and they know nothing of what is to come what's going on this Exa- poor this poor boy i want to say boy because i imagine him as the farm boy yeah this 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 poor kid yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know is is sent out in the situation and they do an excellent uh job uh guiding through the forest to a destination that i think the queen's questions earlier were to determine a tactically perfect place for this meeting to take mm. place. Um, you know, I, I think she she understands the situation and maybe didn't trust you fully. And like, that's why she wanted to make sure she understood the full area. Uh, but, you know, I, I think the attack happens and everything happens so quickly. I, I don't think I even get a chance to react. There, there's the moment where where you are hit and you are down and the queen is up and she has prepared for this. She has planned for this. I'm stunned and ashamed, I think. And depending, I think, on whether or not the queen is able to best these attackers and, you know, uh, f- finish this fight in a way. I either have frozen up and, and hid myself or got injured early and the queen will, you know, come find me once the fighting is over and we'll make our way back or we both die there. <laughs> that would be hoof. Well, and, you know, and honestly, how about this? Because the queen has come to you mm-hmm. and it's like asking about this, asking about that. It seems reasonable. One of those things is like, so, you know, the forest, oh, yeah. show me the forest. And so you guys go out together and that's how she scouts. She wants to find this good place, but she's doing that without me. Yeah. So what happens is we go out to this place where we're going to have the secret meeting. She, you know, I have pitched her secret meeting, secret Mm -hmm. treaty. I'm going to make it right, but I've worked out the ambush and, you know, and, and the deal is like, we get the we get the blank treaty, but somebody else is going to sign it. And then, as it goes down, they come out, and the ambush happens. But she has seated a few of her own people mm. because she has scouted this area with you, and she oh. knew she knew how she knew the lay of the land at this point. 
and maybe even just a few people because she knew it wasn't going to be big. And this might have been part of her angle. Like, you know, it's like, so how does a how does a watermill work? Yeah. You know, and you're like, well, there's a watermill here, you know, or or something like that. Then That's part of the angle I, she's been working. I think I know what happens then. Yeah, I do try and defend her to the best of my ability. I, I don't know that there are other people, you know. Oh. She knows that. I think we both end up taking a bullet for her. I think I die looking up at the only friend I have ever known. Jesus. In the moment of her ultimate victory. Because her counter ambush works perfectly. And she just sacrificed her two pawns, undoing the greatest problem that her mothers had left for her in her kingdom. And she makes her way back to rule over the kingdom. Wow. So oh here's my here's my follow-up question though. I took it knowingly. Like I effectively stepped in front of the sword. You know, I I bought her time. I knew how this was gonna break. And when, you know, and and I was getting ready to be like, run princess and take the witness with you. Yeah. You know? Because I knew there had to be a witness. That's why the boy is here. Yeah. You know, somebody to somebody too guileless to be <laughs> accused of <laughs> You know, and so that was my plan. It's like buy you enough time to get away, but obviously her plan was different. And so I, I take this bullet, and then I see like the three, <laughs> the three hired mercenaries yep. that she like sold her jewels to 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 get for, and and I look at her and like as I die, I'm like I'm like this is everything I would have hoped for. Yeah, you know, like you know that I did this. But you were more ready than even I thought. And she, what do you think she, when she looked at me, is she like, good, because like now now this is paid and I have, I am done with you. Uh, yeah, I think she, I, I think there's probably a silent moment where you understand that your, the harm that you have done has been undone. And the complicated emotional web that exists between you, I think you both, like in that look, let go of it there. There's, there's love, there is respect, there is anger, there is frustration. All of it relaxes. And I think looking at my character... For yours, does she... she I, I don't think she had planned on you snuffing it. I yeah I think perhaps pity and yeah. a bit of regret yeah like you know it's it didn't have to be this way it's a shame that it was but you know wow. you served a purpose wow 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 oh I was not planning for the kid to die that's yeah. not what I meant to happen <laughs> narratively as the narrator also as my character I didn't mean it for that to happen either way well <sighs> we arrived there though and, and that is for the queen that is such a good game that is such a good game i gotta get together with some of my with some of my people this is oh this is so good this is so up my alley <laughs> yeah well heroes that's it for one shot this week but don't worry we'll be back next week as we play Hexed. In the meantime, be sure to check out one of the other amazing shows on the OneShot Network, like Warda. Warda is an original fantasy actual play podcast created by Ali Grauer and Drew Merzieski. It's one part Game of Thrones, two parts Downton Abbey, served on the rocks with a twist of Agatha Christie. Discover magic, mystery, and more than a little sociopolitical commentary along the way. The city holds thousands of stories. 
what will yours be? As always, we end one shot with a call to action, and this week I just want to remind people to contact their representatives about issues that they care about. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find issue summaries of issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your point across. Calling is quick, and it can make a huge difference on things that really matter. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.